You are listening to the Ortho Idea Podcast, where we bring you the newest trends in orthopedic technology. Tune in for engaging interviews with medical device executives, surgeons, and surprise special guests discussing new disruptive technology in the marketplace. Here is your host, Eric Anderson. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the Ortho Idea Podcast. My name is Eric Anderson, and I'll be your host. And today we are honored to have Sarah Dorsey, who is the Southeast Area Sales Director at Osseo. And she's going to come on and talk a little bit about their very disruptive technology for Osseo. And I look forward to a very interesting conversation about a technology that is going to be brand new to the marketplace. So without further ado, Sarah, how are you today? Eric, I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Sure, absolutely. Well, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to do this. And when this comes out, we're hopefully going to be back to our quote unquote normal, but we're right in the middle of the COVID pandemic. So life's been Zoom calls and all kinds of fun stuff like that. So I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to do this. Absolutely. We're excited to be here with you. Good, good. Thank you. Well, what I first would want to start out with is just for you, if you can, to talk a little bit about Osseo, the technology, and what's going to be what the marketplace is going to look like for your products. And I know that you're very new to the marketplace. So if you could go into that, that'd be great. Yeah, no problem. We're really excited here at Osseo because we intend to transform the orthopedic industry. Currently, right, metal is the gold standard, and it has been for more than 100 years. But you know, our founder, Oron Price Bloom, really believed that there has to be a better way. He studied metal bone interface, and everyone who uses metal knows that while it's strong, it also can really cause problems in the bone. It can be too stiff. It can cause, you know, bone loss. It can cause cyst formation. And so Oron set out to find a better way and to transform orthopedics and allow patients access to an implant that allows them to return back to natural with nothing left behind once the process is run. And so we are super excited to bring this technology to the market. We believe there's a huge need. Many other companies before us have tried other things to try to end where we're going, but they've kind of fallen short. We have a new technology. We have seven patents on our implants, and we hope to bring a full line of orthopedic products to the market over the next few years. Well, thank you for that introduction about Osseo. And in my career, I've seen several bioresorbable products that have hit the marketplace. And I know that Osseo is not in that sphere at all, is exceptionally better. Could you go into that a little bit? Absolutely. So we're a bio-integrative implant, right? Bio-resorbables tend to be 100% polymer implants that simply wash out of the body. So they're a placeholder while bones heal, and then they wash out. Another problem with bioresorbables is they tend to cause pretty wild patient reactions. So you'll see swelling in patients, cyst formations, weeping, any number of things as the body tries to process and get rid of polymer. We're a biointegrative material, very different than polymer. We're made with natural mineral fibers, fibers like silica, magnesium, sodium, calcium, all minerals that are found in the bone, right? And bone is really attracted to these natural mineral fibers. And so what we've done is is take those fibers and we layer them. 
think scaffold in a building kind of layering. And that gives us strength in our implants. Plus, again, bone cells are very attracted to the natural minerals. So we see bone cells attaching to our implants at two weeks. At six weeks, we start to see superficial ingrowth. So those same bone cells start to grow into the implant. And in 18 to 24 months, the patient's own regenerated bone replaces the implant completely. So doctors can give their patients access to an implant that helps them regenerate their bone, returns them completely back to normal with nothing left behind in their body, and our implants are strong. So we're two times stronger than peak implants. We're five times stronger than bioresorbable implants. And we're about one and a half times stronger than healthy cortical bone. So really, there's no comparison to osseo implants and bioresorbables. They're made of completely different things. That being said, we do use a bit of polymer, about 50%. And the reason we use polymer is to act as a glue for those layers of natural mineral fibers to hold everything together. But we use a different type of polymer than those traditional bioresorbables. And it's a low molecular weight polymer that allows us to start getting rid of the polymer out of the body from the very beginning of the process. So even the way our polymer reacts in our implants is very different than how it would in 100% polymer traditional bioresorbable implants. But to simplify the whole conversation, the secret sauce to our implants is those natural mineral fibers. And if you look at the healing process, it almost looks like a biologic. That's how the healing's happening. But we're, we're giving you that in an actual implant, which is really unique. And we've not seen anything like this before in the market. Well, and, and I've, I've done some studying on osseo myself and in, in trying to understand, you know, its properties and how it can benefit the surgeon. And is there, is one of the materials in the osseo implant bioglass? And because I, I know bioglass because of just bone void fillers and synthetics that have been used. How does that work in the, in the osseo implant? Yeah, so bioactive glass is something that's been used in synthetic bone void fillers for years. And so bioactive glass is natural minerals. And so yes, in essence, it's very similar. We take the natural minerals and we have re-engineered them into long, thin fibers. But yes, if you've used bioactive glass in a synthetic bone void filler, that's very, very similar to what you're getting in our product, just a bit re-engineered into the fibers. Well, that's great. And I know several orthopedic surgeons obviously understand and, and know bioactive glass from using those products and watching the bone remodel. What kind of implants have you, is osseo, obviously there's going to be a broad range of implants, but just starting out in the marketplace, I know that you've just gotten some exciting approvals. So I wanted to learn more about that. Absolutely. So we have two FDA approvals right now under our belt, and that is for a pin family, if you will. And so we've come out with a hammer toe implant to start, and then we'll be following it by what we call a nail, an osteofibered nail. And so you'll be able to use that in, you'll be able to use that in bunion surgeries, Aiken, Chevron's, Taylor's bunions. You'll also be able to use them in some hand and wrist applications. Ultimately, we have screws coming, cannulated screws by the end of this year or early next. We have suture anchors that will be coming to the market. We have staples for foot and ankle and hand and wrist in testing as we speak. And what's even more exciting, down the road, we're currently studying plates. And so if you think about 
kind of what this material is, it was very easy for us to understand what happens in bone because we've tested in sensitive animal models. We've, we have had a human study running, but what we didn't know for sure was how would this material react on a bone? And so we have studies running right now. We have sheep running around with osteofiber plates on their tibia, and we're really encouraged by the healing we're seeing on the bone. We were concerned that possibly we could see some sort of speed bump that would stop us in our tracks, right? Because no doctor would want to put a plate on that caused some sort of large bump on their patient. But we didn't see that. We saw the body understood what it was supposed to do with this material and remodeled appropriately. So we believe there's going to be a day that we'll be able to bring plates and potentially locking plates and screws to the market as well. And we think that's not so distant in the future, really. Maybe in the next two to three years, we're hopeful we can bring that to the market as well. Well, that's very exciting because several surgeons that I speak with, and especially not only just the pediatric world, but in the pediatric world, there are you know, major concerns about implant removal. And they don't want the implants to stay in place. And, and not just in the pediatric world. I, I know just, you know, obviously with surgeons out there doing hammer toes procedures that, you know, they'll use a K wire or other things like that. And they've got to remove that at some point in time. And it's just not, not something they're in the enjoy doing. And it has adverse effects as well. Absolutely. And imagine a world where you could take a patient into surgery, you can fix their problem, right? Align the bones exactly where you want them and kind of send them on their way, knowing that this product is going to help the body regenerate bone. It's going to be strong enough to hold the fixation and the correction that the doctor's made. And then the patient doesn't have to worry about coming back because their hardware has become painful or down the road, possibly it starts to toggle, right? It's going to save the patient time and money. It's going to save the healthcare system time and money. And also, you know, we're in a a place in society where people want more natural. You know, we see people asking for organic items. They want to know what's in their food. Well, they also want to know what's in their body. And many people don't want a permanent implant left behind that's just going to sit there, potentially causing problems down the road. In our case, we're going to help them regenerate their own bone. And then in two years, 18 to 24 months, once the full process has run, the patient returned completely back to normal. And there's no adverse patient reactions with this product. We've proven it in a two-year animal study that we had to provide to the FDA. And then we also have a human study running as we speak, where our patients are more than a year out. And again, no adverse patient reactions. So we really think this is exciting. And you know, you asked about future products. Really, the sky's the limit. Osseo can cross over any vertical in orthopedics. So you mentioned pediatrics. Absolutely. That's very exciting to us because where else do you not want to have to take a patient back a second time? Surgery is scary for kids. And so that's a great application. You know, we're in starting in foot and ankle. We're going to go to hand and wrist. We're going to go to sports. Potentially we could end up in spine or recon or trauma All of those are possibilities for osseo because it's such a unique material. Anywhere you're using metal implants, we believe we can create an implant where you can use osseo instead. Well, and and to that point, you obviously have the hammer toe being the first implant that's going to be coming to the marketplace. What have been your results so far? How many have you implanted? And can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So we were in limited launch for about a year. And we had literally 
one size of hammer toe implant, which doesn't exactly capture the whole market. So we were working with, you know, doctors who had read about us and were interested, friends and family of our company and distributors, that sort of thing, guys who really wanted to try something new. And we implanted about 500 implants across the U.S. in that first year. Again, limited launch, one size of hammer toe implant. And we've had outstanding results. We've not had an explant. We've not had complaints of failures. And we've certainly not seen any of the adverse patient reactions that happened with bioresorbables. And that's the reason why people didn't like bioresorbables, right? They caused patient swelling. They were brittle. They broke. And what we've proven in those 500 that are out in the market is that, you know, Osseo performs the way that we said it was going to. It performs exactly the way that it did in our animal studies and the way that it's performing in our current ongoing human study. So we're really excited about the patients that came, and doctors that walked early with Osseo and, and did those first 500. Now we're in full market launch with our hammer toes. So we have small, medium, and large options, as well as straight or angled options. So we feel like we can take care of pretty much any patient that needs a hammer toe. And, you know, a lot of people ask me, Eric, why did you choose hammer toe? And to be honest, it was the first FDA approval we got, that pin family. So that was one reason. But beyond that, it's a really easy place to get surgeons trust and, and gain it there. First of all, If you have a material that the body doesn't like, it'll show up in a toe. It's a small area and you'll see swelling or the the body trying to react or push it out. We're not seeing that. So that's one reason we chose hammer toe. You know, also with hammer toe implants, the surgical techniques are often fairly similar. And so same with osseo, we're not asking a doctor to change their surgical technique. So it's very easy for them to go from maybe using a peak implant to trying osseo. You know, it feels very similar in their hands and the surgical technique is very similar for them. So it's not a big leap. Also, we they can trust us in the toe when it comes to strength, right? So we can prove to them in an area that maybe strength isn't quite so important so they can feel comfortable with how strong osseo is. And then as we move to other items, nails, screws, staples, where they might need more strength, they will have already started to understand how osseo stacks up from a strength perspective. Well, and I can imagine you're you're also, when coming to the marketplace, is something so new and disruptive. It's what I would call a culture shift in their thought process and, and treating these indications and treating, especially when we start talking about fractures with nails and, and things of that nature. Any pushback that you've had from surgeons initially? And how do you respond to that pushback? I think our biggest challenge, honestly, has been helping a surgeon understand what this material actually is. Right out of the gate, I think probably the first reaction we get is this, is this a bioresorbable? And the answer is no, right? And helping them understand what our implant actually does inside of the body is very important. You know, and again, helping a doctor see, doctor you know, at two weeks, bone cells are attaching to this implant. At six weeks, those cells are starting to go in and through the implant. 18 to 24 months, your patient's own regenerated bone is going to replace that implant. That is not something a doctor, you know, is accustomed to hearing when it comes to an implant. That sounds a whole lot more like a biologic to them, right? And so helping them understand what this material is capable of and also what it isn't, right? We're not a bioresorbable. 
we're not going to wash out of your patient. We're not going to cause patient reactions. We're not going to leave behind sterile cysts. So just getting them to wrap their head around, you know, these natural mineral fibers or something you likely have used before in a synthetic bone void filler, we've just re-engineered it and made it into a strong, secure implant. You know, that's probably the biggest pushback is simply, I don't get it. I've never seen this before. And it's true. They haven't seen it before. And we're having to re-educate the entire market. Well, and I and I've spoken to some surgeons about it, and that you're right. That's exactly what they say. They they try to understand in their mind. They to, you know how is this going to change from resorbables? Well, why I didn't like using resorbables before. They I got some really bad outcomes. You had mentioned strength, and that's one of the questions that I have received several times. You know, how strong is this compared to a metal implant or titanium, you know, stainless steel titanium? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, you know, first of all, let me say the reason we set out to find an alternative to metal is because metal causes problems in bone. Metal can be too stiff for bone. So our goal was not to be as strong as metal. Our goal is to be strong enough and help the body heal to a point where the body can safely take back over, right? That's the entire goal here. So while we're two times stronger than peak implants, you know, we're about two thirds as strong as titanium, right? But what titanium lacks is the ability to help the body heal. So if the body can't pull it together and heal on its own with that metal implant, the metal's going to fail. But in our case, right? Bone is extremely attracted to the natural mineral fibers. It's in essence like a referee blowing a whistle in the body and calling the osteoblasts and the clasts to the area in order to kind of start the bone healing process. Metal doesn't do that, right? So there is no help when it comes to metal. And that's kind of how we're different. You know, certainly as a company, we recognize we're going to have to show doctors, specifically maybe when we get to screws, right? How does an osseofiber 4.0 cannulated screw directly stack up against a 4.0 titanium screw? And we're prepared to do that. We already know that our strength is good enough, right? We'll hold well enough in order to help the body get to the place it needs to be to take back over. And, you know, metal implants have to do the same thing, whether you're in a femur or you're in a toe with a metal implant. If the body doesn't heal, eventually that metal implant will fatigue and break. It's no different, right? We're just giving the body some help in healing while we're holding as well. Well, this is all very exciting, Sarah, because this is a game changer in in the world of, of orthopedics for sure. How do you, if a surgeon is listening right now, do you use a distribution network and how does that, how do, how do you get your products to the marketplace? Absolutely. So we're using a network of independent distributors all over the country. There are four regional managers like myself, and we were tasked with finding those individuals. And so, you know, our network has, you know, we're a young company. We went to the market with our limited launch back in March of 2019. So, you know, most of our distributors have been on board with us less than a year. And, you know, in that time, we've had to identify them, interview them, you know, get an agreement with them, 
train them and get them out to the market. So we've been doing everything very quickly, but our distributors are becoming more and more knowledgeable every day. They're seeing more and more cases. We do consistent and constant training to help everybody understand this because the science behind Osseo is what is so unique and exciting. And our distributors are like family to us. And we're very excited to have each and every one of them on board because without them, we can't get our products to the doctors and into the surgeries to the patients that matter most to us. Well, thank you for talking a little bit about your distribution network. If a surgeon is listening to this now and they're interested, obviously they can go on your website. And can you give that website? I want to make sure that that's correct because I have a couple different variations here. I want to make sure I've got it correct. Our website is Osseo. That's O-S-S-I-O dot I-O. And that dot I-O is because we're an Israeli-based company. We do our manufacturing and R&D out of Israel. And then our commercial team and marketing and U.S. sort of sales operations is out of the Boston area, if you will, a suburb of Boston, Woburn, Massachusetts. So osseo.io is our website. You can find more information on our material and our products. You also can ask for a distributor in your area or get access to myself. There's an email on there that you can send. So certainly feel free to check out our website. We have a lot of really great information there. And then we can put you in touch via our website with a local distributor in your area if you're interested. Well, that's great. And again, thank you very much for everybody who's tuning in. And again, that website is osseo.io if you'd like to learn more information, as well as when you can go travel to www.orthoidea.com. And we're also going to have some links there so you can easily access information, osseo.io as well. And then thank you for all the information, Sarah. It's been invaluable today. And lastly, I ask everybody who comes on the podcast, the one last question, I don't prompt anybody. So if you were to be doing something completely different than working for Osseo, when you grow up, I always say, quote unquote, when you grow up, what would you be doing? Oh, wow. I'd, I'd probably be a professional travel blogger. I love to travel. That's what my husband and I do for fun both domestically and internationally. So I think if I could name the role, it would be travel and write about it full time. No, that's great. So, okay. So now I have to ask you where, what's your favorite place that you visited? You know, Italy probably is my favorite country. It holds a special place in my heart. I think we've been back three or four times. I love the coast of Italy, whether it's the Southern coast or the Northern coast, it doesn't matter to me. I think it's just beautiful there. Plus, you know, you can't go wrong when there's pasta and wine at every meal and a little bread thrown in. So I I guess that's why I love it. But we definitely eat our way through Italy and we do it fairly often. I love that country. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, that's a a great choice. I I got a quote in the bottom of an email the other day. I, I absolutely loved it. It said, any meal without wine is called breakfast. Amen. And in Italy, you can have wine with breakfast too. Exactly. exactly. That's why they're they're so happy all the time. Well, again, thank you very much, Sarah, for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on the Ortho Idea podcast. And again, if you'd like to learn more about Osseo, travel to ossio.io. And again, thank you so much. Thank you, Eric. We appreciate you having us on. Absolutely. Take care. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Ortho Idea podcast. If you would like to learn more about the technologies discussed, please visit www.orthoidea.com.